Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's going on, everyone? Ready, we'll be up and ready to go in a few minutes. In a few seconds, there we go. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on 1640 PWPR Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio. TalkShoe.com, Anchor, and Facebook Live. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joined alongside me this week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, how's it going? Hey, Trip. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, quite a bit to talk about today. Um, you know, SmackDown, Raw, the draft. I mean, what do you think of the draft? Uh, a couple of surprises? Um, so far, yeah. Not really. <laughs> no, okay. Cause I, mean, I know we got. I know we got day two coming up tomorrow. I'm sorry. What? I know we got day two coming up tomorrow. Right. Right. Um, I, I mean, the only. I mean, I guess the biggest surprise was the new day. The new day getting drafted to Raw and Biggie staying on SmackDown. But the surprise of it, not that they split them up. But was that Kobe Kingston and Xavier Woods were actually there and wrestled and are both back in the fray? Right. That was the only thing to me that was surprising. Um, there wasn't really any other surprising. Well, I mean, I guess you could say disappointing um, in the fact that you know I was excited at first when Seth Rollins got drafted to SmackDown because I was like, oh, cool. It, get over this stupid Mysterio Rollins feud, and then <laughs> Rollins has to deal with Ray and Dominic Mysterio anyways, because they got drafted to SmackDown as well. Right. So, then, and now that the New Day has won the tag team title again, um, and they're on Raw, do you... Yeah, but- why are you so down on them winning the titles again? How many times are you going to give them the tag team championship? Only to lose it, what, a month or two later again? Three months later again? They're, they're a fan favorite. <laughs> We've talked about how how the tag team division is stale and uninteresting. Right, but this is going to lead up... More interesting with the new day as champions. Right, but this could also lead into you know my next. I mean? This is also going to lead in, into my next question because I know we talked uh, uh, the, during the week about you think, and I agree with you that maybe the WWE should just make one tag team champion because I mean, if obviously if they got drafted to Raw, I think that the Street Profits will probably get drafted to SmackDown. 
because I don't think you're going to have because I don't think you're going to have two tag team champions on on the same show. Well, unless you're going to unify the tag team titles, right? That would be the only reason to do that. Yep, that would probably be the smart way to do it too, because you know, without with SmackDown being on the SmackDown tag team championship being on Raw. You know, what other way do you have to do but to unify them? Well, if the Raw tag teams go to SmackDown. Right, yeah. Or, if I, I mean, I, I know you said you only saw bits and pieces of, of SmackDown. Um, next week, in the farewell to SmackDown, the New Day do take on Cesaro and Nakamura again. So Cesaro and Nakamura could always win the titles back, and then shit, you know, then New Day's back off on Raw. Right. So, I mean, one of the things that you know, there was a couple things that when we did our picks, our on our mock draft, which I have the list here. Um, you know, there was a couple of ones that we agreed on that happened, like AJ Styles going to Raw, and I picked. Um, we both picked Braun Strowman going to Raw, but I guess that didn't happen. So uh, until the next he's round, not, I guess. He's not eligible that until tomorrow. Right. I'm saying until until the next round. But um, the, uh, the ones that we did, like I picked Garza going to SmackDown, but he went to Raw. Um, right. One of the other ones was I had Ricochet going to SmackDown. He stayed on Raw. Yep. Um. Korea will be for tomorrow night. Um, I did hit the one right with Bianca Belair going to SmackDown. I think that was a pretty good move on their part, picking her up for SmackDown. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, yep. Oh, uh, first of all, though, before we get every before we get anything else started, I'd like to send a top rope report birthday wish to one of our friends out there, Rick Del Santo. Happy birthday to Rick. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I saw a couple of, you know, a couple of interesting parts. I'll, I'll end up watching SmackDown um, after the show today. But Kevin Owens against The Fiend. Why, why would you watch it before the show to be prepared for the show? That makes total sense. Because I, because I just signed back in. I'll explain it to you off the air later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the draft was interesting in a way because now we're going to start seeing some new feuds with the paper the new the next pay per view coming up, um, and I think we're going to see a lot more interesting matchups now. So okay, but I mean, what what was your? I mean, do you think this is what the WWE? needs to do as far as ratings go to mix up the draft again send other ones well, to... it, all, it, all, it all depends on what they do with it i mean they've started good storylines and just either stop them or carry them on way too long yep um they they, they, they haven't been on their a game um over you know, the recent history right. um, in WWE. They've had some storylines just make themselves. 
they never had any intention of Becky Lynch becoming what Becky Lynch became. It was something that happened that the fans got behind, and then it took off. So they got lucky. Mm-hmm. But this whole Otis and then Mandy Rose thing that they started obviously failed miserably. I was just and thinking of that. Otis as the money in the bank briefcase holder is failing miserably. I was just thinking about that because even though, like I said, even though tomorrow night is night two, there is a possibility that Mandy Rose could get drafted back to SmackDown and join up with Otis again. No, no, but I don't see no, that happening. No, no. You, you got a better chance of seeing the um, Fabulous Moolah coming out of, out of her grave and wrestling before you see that happen. Well, at least he didn't say I have a better chance of seeing the Cowboys actually win a game. But... Um, yeah, no, I can... Um, well, they do play the Giants. They do play the Giants, so they have a good chance. Yeah, that's true. No, I mean, I, I agree, but um, what do you think the WWE is really going to do with Otis and the briefcase? I mean, supposedly there was a... I don't know. There was a court proceeding, I guess, there was on SmackDown? Well, if you watched all the SmackDown and you really were able to talk about it, it got delayed. Um, the Miz filed a continuance because the Miz and Morrison were drafted to Monday Night Raw. Okay. So I don't know where that leaves this whole briefcase storyline. I know. And it's it's going to be interesting to to see what so the... So why, why, don't, why don't we quickly go through all the picks for the draft? All right, definitely. Okay. Um, so... Do you want them in order that they were drafted, or do you want me to just go the draft picks for, for Raw, the draft picks for SmackDown? No, we can go the draft picks for Raw, the draft picks for SmackDown. Okay. So in the first round, going to Raw, was Drew McIntyre, Asuka, and the Hurt Business. No surprise there on my part for any of them. Not, uh, mine not, either. Not even the thought of any of those three leaving Raw. Uh, I I agree with you there. In the second round for for Raw, they drafted AJ Styles, um, Naomi, and then the tag the World Tag Team Women Champions Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Naomi going to Raw, okay. No big yeah. deal to me. I don't know about nope. you, but no, the not not at all. We, we both picked AJ Styles to go to Raw. Baszler and I Jack staying in Raw. No surprise. Right. Um, with AJ Styles going to Raw, I mean, that could pick up some uh, some even more interesting feuds. You know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre somewhere down the line. No. No, definitely. Definitely not. Um, the third round to Raw went... Ricochet, which surprised you because you picked Ricochet to go to SmackDown. Right. Um, Mandy Rose, and then The Miz and Morrison. Um, your, your thoughts on those? Well, Miz and Morrison, I mean, it really didn't matter to me where they went, whether if they stayed on SmackDown or they stayed on Raw. I mean, Mandy Rose... I mean, she was on Raw. She still got drafted to Raw. Like I said, there still is a possibility with day two tomorrow that they could draft her back to SmackDown. No. But, um, no, they can't. She was only oh. eligible 
drafted on oh. Friday. Oh. And she got drafted back to Raw. Oh, okay. She got eligible the second night. Oh, okay. So That's she's... why I sent you those two weeks of people. So she's stuck right there on Raw. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, yeah. Jim. Seth Rollins can't be redrafted back to Monday Night Raw. He was already drafted on his night of eligibility. Right. Yeah, so Miz and Morrison going to smack, uh, going to Raw. That's that's a good pick for Raw, I believe. Another tag team from SmackDown leaving to go to Raw. Yep. Um, I know that's why I said. Next fourth round. Go ahead. That's why I said Raw went tag team heavy. I believe. You know the New Day, Miz uh, and Morrison. Then- the next round, the fourth round, the last round televised um, was the New Day, but only Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods going to Raw. Right. Dana Brooke going to Raw, which I thought she was already on Raw. Yeah, me but too. Anyways, and then Angel Garza staying on Raw. Yep. Um, I mean... The New Day, once again, the New New Day being drafted was a surprise to me because of the fact that it was a surprise they were back on the show. Right. Um, And then in the supplemental draft afterwards, um, which was not televised, Humberto Correa, Drew Gulak, and then Tucker. Where'd you go, Trip? I I dropped something. I dropped something. Okay. (laughs) Okay, once again, Humberto, Drew Gulak, and Tucker all go to Monday Night Raw. Yep. Um, um, thoughts on Drew Gulak and Tucker going to Raw? Um, did you have Humberto Carrillo going to SmackDown? I had, yes, I did have Carrillo going to SmackDown. That is correct. Um, Drew Gulak, okay, I mean... It doesn't really matter if he goes to. I think he'll. I think he'll do pretty well on um, on Monday Night Raw, depending on who they put him with. I'm surprised they split up Heavy Machinery, which goes to say what we were talking about with the tag team. Another tag team. Yep. SmackDown. Another tag team. Yep. So I really think that they're gonna that they should just have the tag team unification and just have one tag team as champion and let them go from brand to brand. I mean, because yep. now you got nothing left on SmackDown. Right. <clears throat> uh, I mean, you still have Cesaro and Nakamura. Yeah. But they're eligible for a draft. They're eligible for the draft on Monday. And you, st- and so you still we'll got the Lucha. what happens there. And you still got the Lucha House Party. Hold on. Okay. Um, so the draft picks for SmackDown. Um, the first round, once again, SmackDown only gets two picks. They're a two-hour show. Raw gets three picks. They're a three-hour show. Yep. Um, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. No surprise there to me at all because I, I'm on record for stating that I thought Seth Rollins should go and would go right. to SmackDown. You had it written down, Matt Culver, after the fact and saying that you thought he was going to go. Yep, um, and I crossed then it the out. Second round, then the second round, um, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair 
straight all women in the second round going from Raw to SmackDown. Yep. Which is good. I mean, he, I mean, I think it was, was I think it was a good pick. I think it was a good pick for Bianca Belair going to SmackDown. Why? So they can do nothing with her too. Yeah. Well, unless they unless they have uh, Sasha win the title and then and then uh, no, wait, Sasha went. Wait a minute. Would you say Sasha went to Raw, right? No. No, she Sasha went to, went to SmackDown. SmackDown. Okay. So unless they um, unless they have Sasha win the title, have Sasha and Belair start up a program somewhere, that should be inter- that should be an interesting match. Okay, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, third round, huh? Yeah, go ahead. I know. Go ahead. I'm just waiting for third round. Just waiting for what? I'm waiting for you to do. Th- you said the third round. That's why I stopped talking. <laughs> Well, that's why I stopped talking, because you started to talk. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I mean, can, now that Seth Rollins is on SmackDown, do you think everybody eventually can get behind a Seth Rollins-Roman Reigns match? If I know they don't put not two heels. I know they don't put two heels together, and not now. It's not going to happen, but I think somewhere along the line with a new look, uh, SmackDown with uh, Seth Rollins, I think he might go face again. I I mean I see, unfortunately um, I see them carrying on with this you know Murphy Mysterio I'll say it, Murphy Mysterio um, Rollins triangle um, for a little while longer. Then I see Seth Rollins going away, um, maybe being back for the Royal Rumble. Um, you gotta remember, Becky. Becky's due in early December. Right. So uh, this will probably carry through to Survivor Series, and then I think that's it. I think he goes home to be with his. You know, I don't think they're married. I'm not sure they might be, but I don't know that they are. So I'll just say his his girlfriend, um, yep. Beyonce, whatever, um, and and baby to be, and right. spend you know six weeks of paternity leave which would bring him back the middle part of January or just before the Royal Rumble. Yep, and then he'd be a surprise entry in the Royal Rumble. Right. So in the third round, SmackDown took Jey Uso, not the Usos, just Jey Uso, and Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Now, they're not a tag team, but they were lumped together as one pick. Don't know why. I know. I, I, I don't. I don't either. Um, the fourth round were the parts of two tag teams in Big E and Otis. Um, and I, I am, uh, I mean, did you see the false count anywhere match? I don't know if they showed that on YouTube or whatever you said you watched it on. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, I thought the funny part was the eggs. I thought the funny part was the eggs and the pan of flour and smash them with the eggs and everything. Yeah, I don't understand why there's just two crates of raw eggs <laughs> just sitting there on a table. Yep. Like just, yeah. <clears throat> um, but after that match and then seeing Biggie's 
facial expression when he realized, I mean, because he legitimately looked hurt and distraught by the fact that he got split up from yep. the rest of the New Day. Yep, I agree. Now, I don't know. I don't know for a fact that all the superstars know where they're getting drafted to or not. I mean, obviously, a backstage vignette with AJ Styles, who's not on the show. Okay, that's something taped ahead of time. Seth Rollins being set up perfectly for an interview. That's obviously known ahead of time. But did the New Day and Big E really know that they were getting split up? I know, because they also, when she made the announcement that the New Day was drafted, Xavier Woods is like, what about E? What about E? Because Xavier Woods had that look on his face like, huh? Right. Say Biggie. Say E's name. Right. Say E's name. Yeah. Well, that's well. That goes to make it that the WWE probably has some big plans for Biggie as a on a singles run. Right. Right. And then in the off the air last two draft picks for SmackDown, um, Murphy is now on SmackDown. So once again. They can continue this stupid triangle that they have. Right. And then another former tag team member in Kalisto. So yep. that's another tag team that's gotten split up. Right. Um, so the undrafted people that are left over from the eligible pool from Friday Night SmackDown strapped are Elias... Shorty G, Mickey James, and the Lucha House Party leftovers of Lindsay Dorado and Grand Medley. Those, they have the right to sign with their free agent. They could sign with Raw or SmackDown or I guess even NXT if they did. I guess you could throw them in there. Right. Um, but they're free agents. They went undrafted. Yep. So that was that was Friday's draft results. Okay. Now that was um quite an interesting pair that they have undrafted. I mean, I really don't care if they sign or or, or what, because it's you know it's really going to make no major impact on on either brand that they're on. So. Right. The only thing is, is you know what? I know we've already talked about. The Go ahead. Well, I mean, now, why do? You, what is your opinion on why do? You, why you think the WWE is splitting up the tag teams from SmackDown? I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea. And they're going to unify the tag team titles. Yep. That's the only logical explanation. Yep, and I think that's what they should do. I think that's what they should have done a long time ago. Have just one tag team like they have for the women. Just have one tag team champion and let them go from brand to brand. Yeah, because, I mean, it's obvious that they don't get the time or put the time into developing, you know, tag teams. Right. And when they do, no offense against them, but when they do, they often get injured. I mean, the Viking Raiders, ironically enough, both members of the Viking Raiders got injured within a month or two of each other. Yep. AOP constantly got injured. Um, we, st I mean, they, they, um, uh, what was it? What was it with? Oh my gosh, 
Killian Dane, Eric Young, Sanity. Oh, sanity, yep. Sanity. Yeah, they brought them up, but nothing happened. Um, you know, they brought up and they started Alistair Black and Ricochet off as a tag team. That didn't last long. So it's, it's unfortunately the same old tag teams over and over. Um, and I don't know if it's, it's due to the fact that WWE doesn't give the tag teams time to develop or if the WWE universe doesn't want to give these newer tag teams time to develop. Right. But I agree. I agree with that as well. Cause it just doesn't seem like they're spending an absorbent amount of time. Yeah. Now, were you, now do you think the draw, the draft would have been, I mean, it was pretty good to see, you know, different people going to the different brands, but do you think the draft would have been more interesting if some people from NXT were involved in it? No. Or they don't have anybody earth-shattering enough on NXT to go? Oh, no, well, they do, but they're not, they're, they're not Raw, they're not SmackDown, they're NXT. Okay. You know? Yep. You're not going to draft somebody from Raw to NXT. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That would be the only way. That would be the only way NXT would be able to be involved, involved is if it was, A, on a level playing field with Raw and SmackDown. And once again, no offense against some of the wrestlers that are in NXT. My opinion is they are not. Mm-hmm. Now, for night two, tomorrow night on Raw, who would you like to see as a – I mean, which one would you go, wow, I didn't think he'd get drafted to whichever. Is there one that would be, that would catch your eye real quick and say, oh, my God, like a holy shit moment on the draft? Yeah, Brandy Orton went to SmackDown. Okay, yep. I would I would say that as well. I would definitely say that as well. Because I think, I think, I'm trying to get my... Um, no, because like I said, I'm, I was having trouble with the battery and the charger on my phone because I'm, I'm charging my phone as we do this and the battery power is going 60, uh, 72, 71, 70 with the charger in. And I don't know why. So it's either a bad charger or a bad, or a bad port. You know what, we're on Facebook Live, and you look like a fool when it happens. So we should just stop doing Facebook Live so you can get it straightened out. No, we're all, we're all set. We're all set now. But um, for at least like 15 minutes. No, we're all, we're all set. Um, yeah, I agree. Randy Orton, that would be like, wow. He, he went to SmackDown. I think Randy Orton and Roman Reigns would be a pretty interesting encounter. Yep. I think that would be a really – Really good match if it happened. But now they've got this Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre feud going, so I don't think they're going to stop that anytime soon, especially with Hell in a Cell oh, think, coming up. I think they will. Like I said, I think after Hell in a Cell, um, I think the Reigns Uso thing will be pretty much done. Um, I think the McIntyre Orton thing will be pretty much done because that Survivor Series, typically, it's champions of the same level against champions. Right. Um, so I think we will see a Drew McIntyre, um, Roman Reigns little 
tidbit back and forth between now yep. and between after this pay-per-view and Survivor Series. Yeah, that would definitely um, be as good. Well they throw, as well as they throw the NXT champion into the into the match, I, I don't know. I, I mean, how, what would you feel about you know Finn Balor being thrown into to that match with McIntyre and Reigns? No, I don't think I don't think they should. I think they should just leave it. McIntyre Reigns, because McIntyre Reigns is is going to be a really good match. But I mean, you could only do that if you're not going to do it with any other titles. You know, yeah. you can't do a Survivor Series tag team one, or you can't do the women's Raw and SmackDown and then throw in Io Shirai if you're not going to do it with, with multiple belts. Right. Yeah, okay, I can see, I can see your point with that. Right, and if they if they put Finn Balor in, well, then it just makes it more even that much more interesting for the Survivor Series. I think it would be even more interesting if he surprised everybody and showed up as the Demon as the King. Demon King. But didn't he have some? But didn't he say something along the lines about you're not going to see the Demon King in NXT anymore? Well, that wouldn't be in NXT. Yeah, that's true. He said he's old. He said he, in order to keep, I mean, I'm not, don't exact quote me on this. It's not an exact quote, but more or less, he, he wants to keep the mystique of the Demon King and only use him. You know, it, Demon King's not going to come back out until it really is going to generate a buzz and an excitement. He never plans to do and that was part of leaving nxt right he didn't want to he didn't do the the demon king much at all on the on the higher roster where he constantly did it in nxt yep i don't think he i think he was demon king in every match on nxt or pretty much right um as far as just the opposite when he was on raw like he did when he had the demon king against bray wyatt that was the time to bring him out right. and he did so but we'll be talking yes. more about the draft in night two um, a little bit later on. But right now, we're going to go to my favorite part of the show. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. Oh, I, I thought we usually did that at 1030. Um, Isn't it 1030? Hold on. Then. You, you just caught me off guard. Isn't it 1030? Um, oh, well, that's because no, we started early, too. Um, um I, look yeah, at, I need a minute. Okay. Sorry guys, I, I I go by the timer that we have up here and when the usually when the timer gets to the thirty minute mark, I automatically think it's ten thirty and we start the show. So I apologize to the to the people about that. Um but yeah, night two tomorrow night, you know, it's gonna be uh gonna be interesting to see what the WWE is gonna do for the draft. Tomorrow night. Um, yeah, what, what, I, what I was going to say before in reference to night two, um, you've already had a couple picks that you had wrong. You thought person you got like Garza and Korea were going to move and they didn't. Blah, yep. blah, blah. Um, I still have every single one of my picks that I have left are all on night two. So, I mean, I had Rollins correct. Um, and I had AJ Styles correct, but the other eight that I have aren't wrong yet because they weren't eligible to be drafted until night two. So 
you know, we'll have to see what happens there. Right. Yeah, because you've got Bliss, The Fiend, well, Styles is already is already there. Uh, you've got Strowman, you've got Carmella, and you've got Daniel Bryan. I know. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just going. I'm just saying that you know, just going over it because I just because I have Daniel Bryan, Lacey Evans, Braun Strowman. I have heavy machinery, so I can cross that out, and. I have Randy Orton going to Raw as my, oh, my God, you know. So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's going to be interesting to see, you know, how, how Monday Night Raw is going to play that and who they're going to draft. Definitely. There's, there's um, what, 33, 40 different people. I mean, Lars Sullivan, who made a return on SmackDown, um, has been thrown in to the eligible um, to be drafted on Monday. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but yeah, it's going to be um, definitely going to be an interesting Monday Night Raw. I mean, I don't know who they have lined up for for matches yet, probably won't know anything until later on. So yeah, I, I haven't seen anything yet. Now, has there, there has there anything uh, been has there anything new been added to uh, the Hell in the Cell pay per view, or are they still got? Well, they added Bailey versus Sasha in a Hell in a Cell. Yep. So now there's three. So it's just three matches right now. Okay. Because I guess there's going to be three matches. In Hell in the Cell. Why they're having... Right, so far. Yeah. And why they're having Jey Uso against Roman Reigns in a I Quit match. Jey Uso's going to get wiped out. Quite possibly. Yeah. It could be the last time he sees Jey Uso for a while. Right. So he might be he might be ready to take some time off. So... What? He so might be... much trouble with this boy. So, but... Yeah, we're, uh, I mean, it's, like you said, you know, Lars, you know, they just put Lars Sullivan back into the pool, so he'll be able to to be drafted, and I I just think they should what? just, huh? Well, what do you mean? Go ahead, finish what you were just no, going to say. No, because you were going over some of the names, and you mentioned that Lars Sullivan, and I just don't know. You know what they're going to do with him because when we talked about it before, you know he's he's back and he looks pretty pretty mean, pretty wicked. You know, but that's the way he was when he first came back, and then he took time off and don't know what they're going to do with him now. So we'll have to see how that's going to. Well, I I can't find what I was looking for, so. Oh. Oh. Okay. I don't know. It disappeared off my phone. I don't have time to go looking for it again. So we'll just go on with the rest of what I have. Okay. I can find it now. So go ahead with your introduction. Uh, yeah, so right now, like I said, definitely looking forward to this section and this part of the show. 
which is my part. Hope it's everybody else's. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. Well, thank you, Mr. Trivia. Uh, might as well just piggyback off of what we were talking about. Um, as, as we just stated, Lars Sullivan made a surprising return. Um, there were not rumblings or thoughts or anything spoken or read um, about him coming back, and he showed up on, on Friday Night SmackDown. Um, they, and once again, they, they, he's being booked as this big, dominant monster. But what were plans for Lars Sullivan before he got injured? Um, and his injury wasn't one that was supposed to be as long as it was, but he had a couple complications. He re-injured the same knee during rehab. Some people thought he went to rehab too quickly because he wanted to prove that he was, you know, going to be able to come back quick and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, and I want to get your thoughts on this feud, if it had happened, um, and what you would think if it, you know, eventually did happen. But Lars Sullivan was being portrayed as this dominant figure to feud with the one and the only Brock Lesnar. Go nah. ahead. Nah. Brock Lesnar would have destroyed Lars Sullivan. Now, now you're saying that now. You were very high on Lars Sullivan when he was first coming in. Yeah, because... I never yep. would. Going back to how you thought he was going to be then, <laughs> not how he turned out to be, what would your thoughts have been then putting him against Brock Lesnar? You still think he would have just been, you know, seaweed? No, it would have been a it would have been a match that I would have definitely wanted to watch. I mean, would I would I expect Lars Sullivan to beat Brock Lesnar? No, but I think it would give him a a decent physical match. Now, do you still think that if they decided to go that way now, do you think it would work? Yeah. You do. Yeah. You still think it would work? Yeah. I mean, oh. I saw. I saw the Lars Sullivan character this Friday night when I showed when I saw bits and pieces of it, and he looked good. I mean, he was trimmed down. He's got that really, like you even said, the the face on him was. I mean, he was just, and he wasn't throwing around, um, you know, 190, 200 pound wrestlers. I mean, he's throwing around some. He threw around the Miz, Morrison, Jeff Hardy, Matt Riddle. Well, he never got his hands on. He never got his hands on Morrison. Oh, okay. Who is, who is physically the biggest of the four that were there? Yeah. The Miz is. The Miz isn't big. No, but he. Matt Riddle's a skinny little. Well, nothing, what? Well, what I meant. Well, what I meant to say was, you know, other than Matt, other than Matt Riddle, who hasn't. Uh, established himself yet but he was he was tossing legitimate superstars around former world champions former main event but, wrestlemania but guys but but that's like i mean i don't i don't care so if i don't know my mind is from blank hornswoggle's been around the wwe forever <laughs> so that means you wouldn't expect him to get tossed around i mean it's I'm talking about the size of the people that he was tossing around. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he was tossing. The reason why the Morrison was not in the ring, he did not look like 
he was flinging these guys around with ease to me. He really didn't. You know, when Braun Strowman or, I mean, you know, these bigger, the you know, the big show, when these bigger guys get in the ring, you know, Brock Lesnar, the way he, I mean, he was throwing John Cena around like he was a piece of paper. You know, when he took him to Suplex City, what was it, 118 times? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, Lars Sullivan, with a couple of his moves, not that he struggled, but he struggled a little bit to get him up. Right. All right. Um, we've, we've marveled at some of the returns of wrestlers um, over, over the recent past that, that were told that they would never get back in the ring again. Um, Daniel Bryan, Edge, even Christian had a, had a little match, you know, as they were told they would never, ever wrestle again. Um, well, there's another um, WWE superstar, and I don't use superstar too often, um, that is itching to possibly get back in the ring. And that one is Paige. Um, she, she's been a mainstay trying to figure out, you know, if she was ever going to get back in the ring. Sorry, I had to adjust my tablet here. There we go. Um, and she wants to get back in the ring. She's not one that, that was sitting by with retirement, um, easily. And she released a, um, tweet on her official Twitter page, um, it says, spent the last two years of my in-ring career with a neck brace. Six screws and two fusions later, my neck feels wonderful. Can you put me in yet, coach? Hmm. Uh, so, I mean, with today's medicine being a lot better than yesteryear's medicine, um, and once again, her injury, her neck injury, was compared a lot to the neck injury that Edge had that caused him to have to retire. And he came back and was spearing people like he never left. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about Edge possibly coming back? I, I think it's a very, very strong possibility. And it would be interesting to see her back. You know, Edge had triple neck fusion surgery. Like you said, you know, it took him nine years. But... He got back, and he looked really good and, and in tremendous shape when he came back. So I don't see uh, I don't see a I don't see this being out of the question for Paige to come back. I I think it's very possible. But is it something you would like to see? Yeah, why not? I mean, okay. I thought she was I thought she had a great career. When she was in WWE, the youngest uh, Divas champion, that was back when it was the Divas championship. But um, I, I would, I would get behind uh, ha having her come back. Okay, um, this isn't. I mean, I wasn't intending to ask this question, but right now, if she never steps in the ring again. Is she a Hall of Famer? No. Okay. I don't think her career. Uh, to, right. be, to be honest with you, I don't think her career was long enough. to somebody that who knows maybe one day could be a hall of famer um we've seen dominic mysterio in the ring um but reportedly 
um, Vince McMahon is very high, um, has a very high opinion of Aaliyah Mysterio. Um, to the point of where he is contemplating giving her a full-time contract. Um, she, she's well-liked backstage. Um, she does very well with her entering promos, which we both know that's half of the game. Yep. If you're, if you could be one of the best wrestlers WWE has ever seen. If you're not good on a mic, you're not going to get that push. Absolutely. Um, if you're already on the mic and then can already do, you know, backstage promos and whatnot, you've already one step ahead of, of half of the roster. Right. Um, so just, just keep an eye. I mean, we see her in, I mean, the last few weeks, she's been in multiple segments on Raw, not just a one-off. Um, so just, just pay attention to that. Now, do you think they'll um, make – now, do you – oh, no, that's right. Never mind. No, well, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say because I just thought of it that – that, um, Buddy Murphy went to SmackDown, but do you see her being a valet for Buddy Murphy? Or are they going to try and put her in the ring to compete? Ray and Dominic also went to SmackDown, so she'll be being seen on SmackDown. Okay. So they're not going to keep her with backstage vignettes on Raw. There's no reason for her to do that because Murphy's not there. Her father and brother aren't there, so she'll just – Tag along with them on to SmackDown. Okay. So, um, another female superstar. Um, eh, okay, I'll just say star because we don't know if she can be a superstar. <laughs> okay. Some people's eyes superstar. Some she's just a star. Um, somebody else that Vince McMahon is highly. Um, highly thinks of is Zelina Vega. Um, he was always impressed with her mic skills. Um, it stated here that she um, is one of the upper echelon of female um, talkers in, the, in all of WWE. Um, and that's why they put her with you know Andrade and Garza because neither Andrade or Garza were great with the mic. Um, Garza had that quote-unquote sex um, Andrade has the talent, but neither were great with the mic. Right. Um, and then they've decided to split them off, and now he's actually um, really impressed with her uh, performancing in the ring. So, once again, we know if somebody gets on Vince McMahon's good side, they sometimes can get a push, whether it's deserved or not. Yep. So, just pay attention to see if we get focus on Zelina Vega. Right. Um, just two more little bits. The first one is back in the Attitude Era, there were two names that were pretty much synonymous. I mean, everybody had their, their little favorites, their little favorites, but the two big names um, in, in the Attitude Era were Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Yep. And many people out there think that WWE has found their 21st century versions of Steve Austin and The Rock. Um, I'll give you two guesses to guess them. Um, I'll say Roman Reigns 
and Drew McIntyre, the two champions. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Those are the two characters that Vince McMahon feels he can run the next decade of WWE behind and get a longevity of fans behind these two. I can see um, that. Just like he did with just like he did with Stone Cold and The Rock. Yep. Um, as to where, at, at a moment's notice, either one could be heel or face. If you don't, I mean, that, and that's exactly what they did um, with Austin and and with The Rock. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. The Rock towards the latter end of his career was strictly babyface. Um, but when he was, you know, when it was when he was Rocky Maivia, you know, before he really became all all time famous. You know, he was definitely, you know, one of the, you know, one of the well-balanced people. And they had some tremendous matches. Yes, yes. And speaking of Drew McIntyre, um, every so often, um, it's been reported um, backstage, uh, Drew McIntyre will, will not, not, I'm not going to say corner Vince McMahon, but if he gets a moment or two with Vince McMahon um, and they get talking about ratings and this and that, he says, you know, all you got to do is make the call. I'll put him in a ring with me. He said ratings will go through the roof. And he is referring to the one and the only, hey, you know what? I'm retired, but if Vince ever called me and needed me in a pinch, I'd be there for him. The dead man. The Undertaker. Yep. Um, exactly. And he said he's mentioned it to Vince McMahon many, many times. And reportedly, Vince McMahon has said, um, you know what? I would, but it's not the right time. Yep. What do you think it would take for Vince McMahon? to make that phone call to the other checker and say, hey, you know what? I really need you, man. Now, when you say what do I need to think that it would take, I mean, are you talking from a wrestler standpoint or uh, or just overall ratings in general? What do you think it would take for Vince McMahon to get on the phone and call the Undertaker and say, hey, I need you. Roman Reigns. What do you mean by that? Something happening in a Roman Reigns aspect. Like Roman Reigns defeated The Undertaker. And, I mean, we're going back a couple years for WrestleMania, from WrestleMania. And I don't think I don't think that sat too well with The Undertaker. Losing that match, taking the hat off, everything. I don't think that sat too well. So if they end up doing something with The Undertaker again, then he mentions Roman Reigns. Then Roman Reigns mentions The Undertaker. Well, I I retired The Undertaker, and he was never the same after this, and blah, blah, blah. That, that, that's, that has nothing to do with Vince McMahon. That would have been doing The Undertaker calling Vince saying, hey, listen, you know, this guy's talking trash about me. I will, I'm saying, what would it take, in, you know, I don't know if you're, if you're not understanding my question. Probably not, because I don't know what you mean. I mean, I I have no answer as to what it would take. What do you think it would take? I would think it would take AEW's um, 
expansion and and taking over them in the ratings. Oh, okay, that's that's that okay. Now I understand. Would be a reason for Vince McMahon to make the call to the Undertaker. Right. If AEW just started, you know, if AEW was up here and Vince McMahon was here, Vince would be like, hey, you know, we're getting killed. Call the Undertaker. Next thing you know, they're up to here. I can see what you're saying now. Right. Yep. Right. I mean, if for some reason AEW decided to put their show against either Raw or SmackDown and took half of the audience away, right then and there, drop viewership to where NXT's viewership is, I think it would take something that drastic for him to call The Undertaker. I don't see him just calling The Undertaker, just say, hey, listen, you know, I got Survivor Series. Um, I, I need to get another 20,000 network subscribers. I, I need you at Survivor Series. I don't think it would be something like that. Right. I think he respected The Undertaker so much and thinks of him so highly that if he brings back The Undertaker for another match or for even another brief campaign, it's going to have to be something drastic. Yep. Now, what do you think? Can that be similar to John Cena? I mean, would it, would it be a situation where if AEW was really getting way up there in the ratings that he might call... Undertaker and John Cena to make an appearance or make another um, match? See, the only difference there is John Cena hasn't retired. He's just busy making more money doing movies in one movie than Vince McMahon can pay him in five years. I mean, his last movie that he did, he got $25 million for. And that's just the money given to him to do the movie that doesn't include the money that he gets for doing the press and, and the, you know, the box office perks that they get. So, I mean, you're right. talking 35, $40 million mm -hmm. for, for doing a movie where he's on set for two months, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, but he hasn't officially retired from the WWE. Right. Um, he was, no, I'm not going to say beside himself, but he didn't know what to do with himself this year for WrestleMania. I, I mean, he was lost, you know? Yep. So, I mean, if – I think if there were more – because he had, he had that actually week of WrestleMania free. Right. He, he had that – he was doing a movie, but he, had, in his contract, had stated that he wanted the week of WrestleMania off just in case he was needed. They then said, well, okay, you know, you know, we'll let you do that, but you can't actually wrestle in a match if you do. Right. Because they couldn't take the chance of getting hurt, delaying production. But then all this COVID stuff happened. And, you know, I, you know once again, in my opinion, you're not going to waste a John Cena appearance just for – a rating spike. Yep. You know, with no audience. Right. You know, you want to put him in an 18 to 20,000, 30,000 seat arena, then you might make that phone call. Now, but could, he's not retired by any means. Now, could there be a possibility that we might, that we could see a Undertaker or 
John Cena or both as surprise entrance in next year's Rumble? No. No? No. Okay. All righty. So, yeah, it's, you know, and... You, on me again. What's that? You disconnected from me again. Oh, can you still see me? Can you still hear me? Okay. Yeah, because um, The Undertaker did mention something about that on his last ride segment on the network that, you know, he would be there if Vince needed him. Right. That's how, right. Cl that's how close him and Vince McMahon are and have become over the 30-some-odd years that he was in the WWE because The Undertaker never turned tail and ran on Vince McMahon from Vince McMahon like the other guys did and went to WCW. See, a lot of the under, a lot of the wrestling fans know, and some of them don't, that The Undertaker started in WCW slash NWA, or however it was, then went to the WWE because he was part of the skyscrapers with a tag team, a tag team of skyscrapers with Dangerous Dan Spivey under Mean Mark. So... But he he stayed behind. He stayed right beside Vince McMahon throughout the entire episode for the thirty some odd years that he was there, and that's loyalty. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's gonna be. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, AEW. Have you been following anything about AEW? I mean, I guess their ratings are really good, and well. Once again, no, they're not really good. Compared to what NXT is getting on Wednesday nights, they're a little better. Um, they still, I mean, they average just over 900,000 viewers a show. Okay. I think there's what, I remember last time I looked was this week, um, their average viewership for the year was 903,000 a night. And NXT was seven hundred eighty-five thousand a night. Oh, okay. When they go head to head, you know. Mm -hmm. they, but once again, the the couple times that NXT was on on Tuesday night, not going against AEW, NXT had almost a million viewers both nights. Same thing. The right. nights that NXT was on on Wednesdays and AEW was. AEW had almost a million viewers. Okay. So they're so, just basically going back and forth. Yep. I mean, of the, what, 37 weeks or whatever, 38 weeks that you know, last recorded, um, NXT is maybe out, drew them ratings-wise maybe three or four times. So AEW is consistently, you know, getting more viewers than NXT. Right. But still, you know, I, I think the, the proof in the pudding is it's a Wednesday night. It's not like it's great night of TV. Mm -hmm. And even those nights, those couple nights, they did not go head to head with NXT. They're still just about drawing half what Raw or SmackDown put on. So just just put it in perspective. This is why I hate AEW fans. So if you're an AEW fan, listen up. 
imagine if the WWE had a three-hour or four-hour, well, we'll say a pay-per-view every Monday or Friday night. Okay. In other words, if they only had one show where they had both the Raw and SmackDown roster together, they dropped three to three and a half million every show. Yep. Do you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the matches that they would be able to you get to possibly see, you know, Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan. Main event matches you get to see. Right. From the from the top of the show to the bottom of the show. From the moment it came on to the moment it ended, you yep. would get, you know, main event matches all show. Right. AEW can't come close to doing that. The only reason why AEW can do what AEW does is because WWE has three shows a week. Yep. I know. And that's why I've always considered AEW as a glorified Ring of Honor. So or I've never seen a Ring of Honor, so. Oh, okay. But they make fun of WWE and having stupid storylines. I'm sorry. At their big pay-per-view, all or out to or all or nothing to, whatever the hell it was, they had a Margarita Mayhem match where the loser lost the match by getting thrown over the rope into a like a hot tub size margarita. Oh my god. That was lame. They had a glizzy a glizzy on a pole match. A what? A glizzy is a type of hot dog. Oh okay. Glizzy. It's a type of hot dog with special toppings or whatever on match. Okay. So the way to win the match was not to climb the pole and get the glizzy. It was climb the pole to get the glizzy to be the first one to eat it to win. So somebody climbed with the pole, got this hot dog, and they were then fighting over who was going to be able to eat the hot dog first. Oh, my God. Exactly. It's almost as dumb as TNA's Shark Boy gimmick. Right. I mean... You know, if you're going to make fun of a brand, don't try to emulate what they used to do back in the day when they did stupid matches yep. like that. You know, pillow fight matches, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I agree. Another thing I wanted to bring up to you, you know, we're getting close to the uh, to the end of the show here. But one thing I wanted to bring up to you, and we'll maybe we'll take a little bit of time to discuss this. As I just heard this past week, Alberto Del Rio could be facing a very, very, very lengthy prison stay, possibly life in prison for some kidnapping. I didn't get the whole gist of it. I just saw the headlines. But what what do you think? I mean, do you really think that there's that this guy has really fallen by the wayside from his personal life to his professional wrestling life? Um, he's got himself into a lot of trouble. Um, but once again, 
it is innocent until proven guilty. Right. In most cases. Some cases it's guilty until proven innocent. Um sorry, there's Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um I'm just trying to pull the story up real quick here. Yep. Um yeah, because I was surprised when I heard it. It's like, wow. Yeah, I, I, I Googled it, and once again, for some reason, all four of my internet windows on my phone disappeared. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, once again, it's something where you read the headline, and you really, really like, oh my God. But then when you read the story, it's not as bad as the story makes it out to be. Right. Like the headline of the thing is former WWE wrestler indicted in kidnapping and sexual assault case. You know, like four counts of, of sexual assault or four blah, blah. It's all over one per. It's all one person. It's not like he sexually assaulted four different women and then kidnapped a bunch of people. Right. It all stemmed from an issue with one person. Um, yeah, one count of kidnapping and four counts of sexual assault. Um, the rest for the time, blah, blah, blah. Um, he tied the women up with boxing straps. So that's one count of assault. The second count of assault was putting a sock in her mouth that's the second part of the assault. The kidnapping was because he bound her and, you know, left her, left her there. So that's the kidnapping. Once again, it's not like, okay, he had a ski mask on, a black cargo van, you know, pulled into, pulled into a parking lot, grabbed some lady, threw her in there, drove her on town. To, it, it, so when you read the headline, it sounds like, oh my God, what the hell did this guy do? Yeah. And not, I'm not saying that what he did is no big deal or it's, it's not a big deal. But once again, the press makes you feel like it's a lot worse than it really is. Yep. Yeah. Maximum sentence, maximum sentence in this could be 99 years. What they're not going to tell you is that person got 99 years for that crime was a habitual sex assault person for 25 years and have been in and out of jail four times for the same thing. Right. You know, so, I mean, to say that he's going away for life for this, it's overly exaggerated because once again, in our criminal system, first time offenders are never punished as hard as somebody that's a lifelong habitual, you know, yep. criminal. Yep. I agree. Um, so with that in mind, uh, like I said, two more weeks, we have the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. We're going to definitely be going, uh, going over, uh, with our prediction show. We'll be doing that in two more weeks. Um, anything to, you'd like to add to end the show with or? No. All right. Don't forget day two of the WWE draft tomorrow night. Um, hopefully. Did you want to? Did you want to do a full draft recap Tuesday night? Yeah, yeah, we'll do a full draft recap Tuesday night here on Facebook Live. Um, 
6.30, okay, well, so for you wrestling fans out there, you want to check out our full draft recap with the Nugster and Mr. Trivia, we will be here Facebook Live Tuesday night, 6.30 p.m., with our full draft recap. So with that being said, on behalf of the Nugster Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Row Report saying thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you Tuesday night, 6.30, for our draft recap here on Facebook Live. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.